Wednesday night. Hello, everybody. Whoops. It's Wednesday. How you feeling? We have a good one here tonight. Uh, quite frankly, I hope you're strapped in. To, 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 to. Strapped in for the ride. I think it will be a smooth one. We've got a great guest coming back. I thought that this was the second time he's been on this year because I like bringing Jeff Harmon on for like a, a first half of the year appearance and then a second half of the year appearance. And I went looking through all my notes from the last time that he was on just to see if there was anything in particular we talked about that would be coming and, you know, to see what um, what kind of trajectory we are on that we've been plotting for years out and, uh, and see, but I, I couldn't find anything so I asked some of the audience turns out he hasn't been on the show since December of last year so it was like one of the last people we spoke to last year in 2022 so this is a um, it's been a while since Jeff has been on and hell it's going to be a good one tonight because I have so many questions so many questions talking about the stars and history and the human species and how celestial alignments above have some kind of a weird impact on us and that patterns form and now that there is, uh, I don't know, many thousands of years of precedent, you can see those patterns a little bit easier. Anywho, September 6, 2023, greetings to all of our friends who are watching on QuiteFrankly.tv, which is the uh, the main headquarters of this show and everything afterwards. It is Rabbit Hole Wednesday after all, so whatever we start here will be finished in the wee hours of tomorrow morning on QuiteFrankly.tv. Hope you go check that out. There's also YouTube, there's Rumble. I hope both of you guys out there are hitting that like button. It's uh, It'll help us out. What little, what little it does, it's a little that we didn't have before. So I appreciate all the likes and the shares and the comments. Hello to Twitch and DLive and Theta and Rockfin and beyond. In fact, I heard that there's going to be some changes happening to Theta. Theta just told me last night that I had to I had to transfer over all my T fuel and stuff like that to Theta Drop, and um, I don't know what that means. So I I don't know if service is going to be interrupted at all on on the Theta stream. I got to figure out exactly what is going on there and um, and what happens next. But still, I guess there's big updates going on over there in on in Theta Land. All right, what else do we have? Uh, well, just go check out all of our wonderful friends on the affiliates page on QuiteFrankly.tv. And I would really love to get a lot of your super chats, thoughts through super chats tonight, whether it be on QuiteFranklySuperChat.com. Oh. My copy of The Devil in the White City. We are not going to raffle this off this week. I'm going to do one more raffle. I'm going to try to auction or figure out a way to, because I started thinking of all the auctioning that we can do. How do we auction this instead of a super chat raffle? And I came up with too many problems that I was foreseeing. So I need a better method in my head. I have to talk to some friends and see what the hell they think, how it should be done. But anyway, I'm going to raffle this off end of next week. On the 15th, the day after Aurora's birthday. This is my copy of The Devil in the White City from the book club that just concluded with Lindsay Sharman as my co-host. It is a wonderful book. I have a lot of highlights and notes in here. I will inscribe it to you. Pretty much anybody who, starting with yesterday, puts a super chat in at quitefranklysuperchat.com, you are automatically entered into the raffle for this book. So you have all the rest of this week and all of next week 
quite frankly, superchat.com. It's a universal super chat system I set up for everybody, no matter where you watch. No matter where you watch. And um, that's it. Devil in the White City. It is on the way. Jay Dyer is on with us tomorrow night. We're going to be talking about the satanic panic of old and of new. The new satanic panic, which is, of course, um, a lot more in your face. So it's not... It's going to be an interesting talk tomorrow night. Can't wait to do it. Um, And then on Friday, the 8th, I just want to remind you again... I have a family event that night, so I'm going to be doing an early show. It'll be a full two-hour show, but it'll be a uh, show earlier on in the afternoon. So especially all of our European buddies, they will actually be able to catch a show live. You know, aside from Jerry Coogan, who doesn't sleep at all in Scotland, and a few others who are uh, insomniacs. I'm, uh, I'm happy that they're spending their time with us if they're going to spend their time with anybody. But that is on Friday night. So, and Monday, September 11th, I don't know the approach we're going to take with this. Last year we had Jason Burmes on. That was really great because we we got to walk down memory lane talking about uh, loose change and how it came about. Because you know the, his his work on that on that movie was just monumental on in internet red pill circles, and so that was a really great episode. Maybe we'll rerun that episode in the. Uh, Monday night afterwards, we'll do like a throwback on Monday night with a whole bunch of other 9-11 related stuff and But as far as next Monday, I don't know what we're gonna do maybe some calls see what's going on in the news and um, Think of something because I got a lot of I got a lot of video that I saved from the internet Whenever I see something really good or at least what I saw something really good on YouTube I always downloaded it knowing that's gonna be gone and um, especially a lot of really rare VHS home video from the city on that day, that Tuesday in 2001. But um, but yeah, that's where we're heading right now. So, ladies and gents, let's get into our grab bag, shall we? Yes. The grab bag, we must uh, we must jump into it because Jeff is going to be jumping in with us and I want to get hit the ground running. First one up is from Zero Hedge and it's about this tropical storm, Lee. You know that Tenacious D song? Well, better not sing before our chickens have hatched. Because, um, whoops. Because they say that it could be big. Tropical Storm Lee was located approximately 1,265 miles east-southeast of northern Leeward Islands. Early on Wednesday morning, Lee had maximum sustained winds of 65 miles an hour. Uh, continued steady to rapid strengthening his forecast, and Lee is expected to become a hurricane later today and major hurricane in a couple of days. So they're saying that some of the, um, what did Tracy call them this morning? Spaghetti charts of what could be possible routes of this hurricane, of the path of the hurricane. Said it could be as... Uh, everybody always loves to jump to the most, the, the worst conclusions. Uh, her, uh, category four or five, but it comes up. They say might actually hit up north on the eastern seaboard, which would be like around us. So we're going to get one. They say maybe. Well, we'll see. And uh, I don't know. So that's Tropical Storm Lee. I ain't got time for that shit. I don't got time for the, the hurricanes. Okay, if I wanted hurricanes, 
I go live down south. Then every once in a while we get hit. But listen to this guy. You want to talk about a guy who really doesn't care? U.S. Coast Guard, this is from the Gateway Pundit, arrests a man attempting to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a human-powered hamster wheel. U.S. Coast Guard arrested Reza Balucci, 44 years old, for attempting to cross the Atlantic Ocean 70 miles off the coast of Florida in a human-powered hamster wheel. He was intercepted on August 26, which led to a several-day standoff in which he threatened to kill himself with a knife. So I guess that the the trip was going to be a success one way or another, huh? Bellucci also claimed to have a bomb, which turned out to be false. Officials were finally able to convince him to surrender on August 29th. He was brought ashore at the Coast Guard base in Miami on uh, Miami Beach on September 1st. As odd as this may seem, he has attempted this three other times in 2014, 16, and 21. All previous attempts ended with the Coast Guard having to intervene on his behalf. His latest stunt has him facing federal charges. Now, why is it a federal charge? What is it? What's the charge? I would love to know this. Uh, This is from The Independent. A Florida man was arrested after a bizarre three-day standoff at sea with the U.S. Coast Guard for trying to cross the Atlantic in a human-powered hamster wheel. Reza Bellucci faces federal charges after he was found 70 miles off the Georgia coast with Hurricane Franklin taking aim at the eastern seaboard, reports the Daily Beast. The USS Coast Guard cutter, uh, Valiant, was in the region when they spotted Mr. Bellucci and intercepted him. When questioning, when questioned the 26th, uh, on, on 26th of August incident, Mr. Bellucci said he was heading for London on his vessel. Based on the condition of the vessel, which was afloat as a result of wiring and buoys, U.S. Coast Guard officers determined Bellucci was conducting a manifestly unsafe voyage. Mr. Bellucci then allegedly threatened to kill himself with a 12-inch knife if anyone had tried to arrest him and also claimed to have a bomb on board of his craft. So is that the charge? Conducting a manifestly unsafe voyage? When you're the only person on on a vessel... Uh, I mean, so what? So what? That That's ridiculous. That's like, you know, the, the, there's assisted suicide going on all over the country right now. There's death tourism that's popping up in New England. Where, where are the felonies for the people who are involved in assisted suicide if a guy is just doing something dangerous and it's not endangering anybody but himself? I mean, it, it's got to be a... a what, what, so, his attempt in 2021 from Florida to New York resulted in him washing ashore after 25 miles. Uh, he is definitely keeping the Coast Guard busy. Wow. See, I wonder what was inside of this human hamster wheel. I want to know the, the specs of this thing. And I also want to know what else he had in there. I mean, he's going to paddle his way to London? What kind of food do you have? What kind of air quality is it inside of that thing? I want to. I want to know more. But um, maybe I'll find out some more. Let me see here. A hammock area. I'm going to the independent right now. Nope. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There isn't even any good pictures. So if you guys have any more information on this that you find in all of your reading, please send it my way because I'm interested in what he had as far as cargo and and how the actual craft works. It's kind of funny. And I give him credit. At least he's doing something constructive. 
something constructive. All right. Oh, yeah, I just saw the Tucker Carlson thing. I was watching the, the interview with Tucker Carlson and um, and what's-his-face that we've seen all over the place for, for years, Larry Sinclair, who said that he had a night of... Um, he had a lot of crack cocaine fun with Barack Obama and some sexual liaisons, and that when he was living in a, uh, a, a place in Mexico below the so- southern border somewhere in July of 2004 when Barack Obama came out in Boston at the DNC and he saw him for the first time, he went, his blood went cold and he just started laughing his ass off. Heard the story over and over again, but it's back. And I, I, I definitely believe it. But, hey, it's great that more people know about it. Of course, the Krasensteins. I know I always bring them up. I love hating them. The Krasensteins are not are not very happy about it. They, 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 well, they want you to know, Matt, uh, just a reminder, this guy's a fraudster. Yeah, so are you, Kazoo Voice. So are you, all right? But he's telling the truth, unfortunately. No matter what his criminal past was, he's telling the truth. So, uh... But I love Barack Obama. We all love him. Okay, so great. You can kill. You can still love him. Still love him. Hell, you may even be able to blow him someday. This should be a happy disclosure for you all. It sure isn't going to dissuade anyone from feeling one thing or another. You know, I, I mean, well, who, who was it that said it today? Oh, it's probably one of them, or I forgot what the hell it was all about. But they're just like, you know, uh, everybody looked over Donald Trump. They looked over Donald Trump and this and that and that and this, and um, nobody looked over anything. No one brushed off Donald Trump's affairs. In fact, his his billionaire playboy status, he's been in public eye for decades, was a known quantity. And given the situation people were in in 2016, especially up against a Clinton, nobody has any moral moral high ground on the left if you're standing by the Clinton family as far as sex goes, violence, corruption, all right, please, drugs. Um, There is no moral high ground to stand on over there, and nobody brushed off Trump's affairs. It's just one of those things where you knew, and you were just whatever. It's his personal life, and uh, we're in too bad of a situation. I'm just going to throw a vote in his direction, and hopefully we can throw a wrench in the gears. Now, Obama, Obama's past. Uh, on the other hand, uh, is very, very hush-hush as far as Occidental and who was behind his education and who his parents were. You can tell, you can go to uh, Judge Joe Brown for a lot of the, uh, the profile on Barack Obama and his family. So between all that stuff, between his birth certificate, between the, um, you know, his, his recreational life, all very, very hush-hush. So, it's just, um, it's just good. Good to air out all the dirty laundry. Whatever. Not going to change anything. This isn't 1952 anymore. Nobody cares. But it is what it is. All right, let's move on to the, and here's Harvard making headlines in the New York Post. Harvard is named worst school for free speech, scoring zero, zero out of possible 100. Okay, And this is still a major campus for future judges and prosecutors and elected officials. You know, the same people who gave uh, Proud Boys leader uh, 22 years in jail 
for January 6th, whatever the hell they, they call it, an insurrection. They call it the attack on the Capitol, and he wasn't even at the Capitol that day. This is what Harvard is producing, in case you want to know why, uh, at least a sliver of the reason why we're in such bad shape. The Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression releases annual college free speech rankings on Wednesday, which dubbed the state of free speech at Ivy League school as abysmal. I'm not totally surprised, Sean Stevens, director of polling and analytics at FIRE, told The Post, we've done these rankings for years now and Harvard is consistently near the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you see about you see how all so many of their graduates are helping shape the uh, the last chapters of this country's existence, and I guess the proof is in the pudding, right? Here's another one for you that shouldn't be too shocking. This is from the Post Millennial. American cities ordered to give over $68 million to Antifa and Black Lives Matter agitators after 2020 riots caused $2 billion in damage. So they're pretty much being paid for their their problems, paid for their troubles, even though uh, over two dozen people were killed. And of course, billions, not only in just damage, but in just theft. Theft that continues because 2020 set the precedent of don't you dare touch those people. They are expressing frustration when they take all the Gucci bags. When they when they steal the the Air Jordans, that's just that's just frustration. Didn't you ever hear that that quote from from Martin Luther King Jr. That's been thrown around to to suit everything. The riot is the language of the unheard, or something like that. So you just let them take those Gucci bags. So sixty eight million is being spread out. I don't know across however many cities and however many George Soros funded DAs, but again more proof as to what we were talking about last night with the ADL and the ACLU the 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 real reason why they exist the people behind them and what's going on and and on that mark on that mark look at this headline from Yahoo today column by Michael Hiltzik Elon Musk comes around to blaming the Jews he blamed the Jews did you hear Elon Musk has long been known for blaming everyone but himself for the various fiascos visited upon his companies. Uh, Meddlesome bureaucrats for COVID-related products, slowdowns at Tesla, the Pentagon and conniving rivals for the loss of government contract by SpaceX, nasty woke advertisers for the decline of X. So what are the chances that he would get around to blaming the Jews? Based on the evidence at hand, 100%. Over the weekend, Musk launched a ferocious uh, spittle-flecked attack on the Anti-Defamation League, which describes itself accurately enough as a global leader in combating anti-Semitism, countering extremism, and battling bigotry wherever and wherever it happens. Therefore, therefore, therefore... You could only ever be attacking the Jews if you push back on the meddlesome ADL. Because, of course, that is the accepted mission statement. And therefore, just like Antifa, who's getting paid some portion of the $68 million for the inconvenience of having their fight against fascism be interrupted by an arrest. This is the same thing. So now, I'm not a big fan of, of uh, Elon Musk, I don't, uh, or anything like that. 
I don't look for reasons to defend him, but Elon Musk is now blaming the Jews. General. <laughs> because, because, of course, the ADL is just an extension. It is the, the representation of the Jews. Unless, of course, the Jews think outside of the progressive Marxist ethos. If they go outside of that orthodoxy, then, of course, they are... Uh, traitors to their race or whatever the hell the hell whatever it is or they'll just ignore that they're Jewish altogether it's all nonsense but they still play the game and they will until the end that's it and uh, and of course that that continues to color in the tension that is rising ever escalating tension that is rising all around us as we head into the latter parts of this of this year and into the big year of 2024 we're going to talk with Jeff Harmon about all of that and more tonight don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, help me share this out to everybody. Hit that share button and just put it out wherever the hell you have the most friends and family hanging out. I'd love to meet them all. Love to draw them in for this show that's live every night at 7 o'clock. All over the place, whether it's live or on demand. All right. Goodbye. We'll be right back. and stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's rock! So, um, I had this, this one tweet over here. This is from Martyr Maid on, uh, on Twitter. He was responding to Andy No's breaking news back on um, yesterday. When they... Give me a moment. When they passed down the judgment, I should say the sentence of 22 years to Enrique Tario former Proud Boys leader of 22 years, even though he was not at the Capitol riot at all. Well, Martyr made put this out, and I think it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty big question to ask, and I want to throw this out there for whoever may want to write down their answers or their thoughts. You can send it in through Super Chat. You can write it down, and hopefully you get in through calls when we open up the lines later. Martyr Maid said there are only three options as I see it. Elect a president who is prepared to declare corruption a national emergency, execute mass arrests of D.C. politicians, bureaucrats, and members of the media, suspend Congress until the emergency has been resolved. Number two, 
retreat to states and elected governors and legislatures prepare to declare themselves a sanctuary from federal abuses and will use the state police and state militia to interdict any federal officers who try to execute unlawful warrants against their constituents. And number three, just forget about politics, retreat into the relatively safe corner of the country, or a safe corner of the country, keep your head down and stay off the regime's radar. Now I ask you, are there any more options other than these three? I'm finding it hard to come up with one. Now the first one is the reason why I would ever uh, vote for Donald Trump again and the reason why I voted for him in the first place because I was looking for a monkey wrench, at least something that froze something in place or created some drag, some wind resistance on the way down to earth as we all crash and burn. But um, he's the only uh, candidate out there who is talking about revenge and I would vote for revenge right now because if it doesn't happen, uh, I mean, what, 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 where were we going to get better? It was going to be bad all around. So then whatever. So that would be number one. That would be number one. I would definitely roll the dice on somebody who is actually going to round up mass arrests. Shut. I would actually be okay with the barbed wire around D.C. if what they were doing was not trying to keep fake crowds out, but to be able to take care of the vermin from within. I, that would be pretty good. Um, but uh, then there is number two, which a lot of you guys and gals will probably think is the most most reasonable but it's not as it's not as easy as you think it has to go farther retreat the states and elected governors legislatures prepared to declare themselves a sanctuary from federal abuses and will use the state police this is the big one here and the state militia to interdict any federal officers who try to execute unlawful warrants against their constituents it's not a matter of going to a red state it's about while you're in that red state using the legislature you have got to act like rebels that's it in your state i hate to use the word rebels but you've got you've got to i mean because essentially you're rebelling against this the new order not the the constitutional order you would be actually reviving constitutional order by first balancing your budget at home so you don't need any federal money and then really um, getting down to, to business with your state police and your state militia and not allowing the feds to come in and then prepare for the fight of your life because it is going it is going to be a whiskey rebellion situation. So, I mean, I, the whole red state, blue state thing is really not the be-all, end-all unless your red state is ready to start manning your borders and treating yourselves like the independent country that you are. That's it. You have loose membership in a union that has gone completely toxic so it's it's interesting it's interesting to think and I, and I can't think of any other option outside of these three and of course a third one is forget about politics retreat into a relatively safe corner of the country keep your head down and stay off the re- regime's radar and live out your life which is something I cannot do because I'm not a plumber uh, this Radio is what I do, and and it's I'm always going to be public. Now I don't want to be talking about this. I want to talk about I want to talk about the skies at night. I want to talk about ancient civilizations and ghost stories and getting into the you know nostalgia and and what makes life good. That is really that's what we need. That's what we need. What this this is what the show is primarily all about. So. Um, that's why tonight I wanted to take a little bit more of a 
conspiratorial, even though astrology is not a, uh, it's not conspiracy, but it's going to get a little conspiratorial at some points, uh, about what is coming in the fall and what may be coming next year. At least what can be learned from the skies above. And the guy that we're bringing on for that, the guy we're bringing on for that is Jeff Harmon. JeffHarmon.com. Now, like I said, it has been a little while since Jeff has been on the show. I thought he was on earlier this year in 2023, but uh, I guess we just finished out 2022 together. He's a second-generation, world-renowned master astrologer, spiritual advisor with 47 years of experience under his belt. Uh, Jeff also draws from many other traditions of spiritual knowledge for clearing people and property of unwanted energies, and he is a consultant for paranormal investigations. Jeff's specialty is electional astrology, the art of selecting auspicious times to sign contracts, release product, uh, travel and schedule weddings, surgery, and other important events. You know, this is a really interesting one here because if you think about I mean, the word election is in electional, and I would love to know, first off, how the timing of this election is really is really uh, shaping up. Jeff, do you hear me over there? Oh, yeah. How you doing, bud? Oh, Thanks for having me. It's great to have you back, my friend. How's life yeah. been? I can't believe that you. this is the first time you've been on all year. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been doing good. I've been doing real good. You know, all kinds of stuff been happening. It's um, we've been doing podcasts and uh, ramping that up. So keeping up with all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. I've heard you on some radio uh, recently too, and um, and that was, it's always great to stumble into people like you and in places that I don't expect sometimes. But you know, w- the last time you were on, let me just please jog my memory here because I want to see if it, this is I'm thinking about this correctly. It was you when you were on last who talked about Pluto. And how the last time it was in this spot in the sky, it was during the American Revolution, and before that, the fall of the Roman Empire. Am I remembering this correctly? Well, no. What we're talking about is Pluto returns. But yes, I was definitely talking about Pluto itself, yeah. Pluto returns happen anywhere between 245 and 250 years. So that is called the synodic cycle. That's how long it takes to go around the solar system. So... Yes, every time that happens, and it can only happen on a country, well, it's not going nobody's going to live that long. But yes, that is it always is the fall and rising of empires. They they usually will fall or transform and rise in new directions. So, this is where the United States is right now. Mm. You know, I, the United States begins its sidereal Pluto return, its exactness starting all next year during the election. <clears throat> if we have one, I think we will. But uh, that was going to be one of my bizarre. main questions. We're going to get there. I had to ask you that question because a lot. I, I have been. I, I don't really have any uh, fancy methodology for this. I just see how there is escalation of force all around us, and the really unwillingness to allow people to actually pick who they want as their their representation in in any form of government, and seeing that uh, there is less and less sway legitimate sway that the powers that be have over people and their consciousness, there's got to be something that gets in the way of an election, at least within the next couple of cycles. So I, I, I wonder about that. But, you know, let me ask you this. Last night, 
I took note of the time. It was around 9.38 p.m. I don't know why, Jeff, but something shifted in me, and I f- was filled with this dull sense of dread that I have. It's been kind of been lingering, and I have not been able to shake it since. Things like that are always very... I always take note of things like that, and I don't know where it comes from, and I'm glad you're on tonight. you have any... any any people are just uh, talking about how soupy the energy is right now? Oh, it's crazy. It's been really crazy. I mean, first off, we just came out of a Venus retrograde. That was called the inferior conjunction. And, that, of course, that brought on all the weird fires. And, of course, we've had more weird weather. I mean, look at all over the globe. We've had these floods and crazy stuff. You had the fl- fires up in Canada and, of course, the Maui fires, which they haven't even accounted for everybody who's missing, including the children. And they can call it conspiratorial all they want, but it's true. And, of course, the climate changers are all beating their chest. Look, see, it's farting cows and SUVs. We're going to, the world's going to end. Well, you know, the, there's all kinds of theories about what really started that. I definitely see technology and electrical stuff had started that. And because um, I was asked a question about it, and it does look very questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you the Hawaiian government is suing the power company because they said they were negligent in cleaning up all the fuel around it and that it could have been sparking power lines. It certainly wasn't climate change. And, you know, I've been saying on my podcasts that uh, if you look back, I mean, the weather was much more erratic and much more violent even last century back in the, I think, 1929, 1930-ish area up until 1939. We really had some crazy stuff, of course, the dust bowl, right? So, yeah, it's been crazy energy. But I think to answer your question, what you're feeling is the foreboding energy that I think everyone is feeling in the world right now and has since 2020. Um, Clearly, speaking again of Pluto, we had a Pluto conjunct Saturn exactly when the scam, I'm sorry, plan, I'm sorry, the pandemic, I can never get that right. The (laughs) pandemic came out in 2020. Wise guy, huh? Anyways, the the bottom line is um, that you could have set your watch to it. And then we had a 240-year cycle of Jupiter and Saturn joining on the winter solstice of 2020, which is ushering in not, it's kind of the close of the industrial revolution and the ushering in of a new, very high-tech revolution that's already well underway. And um, the interesting thing about it all is We have seen a rise in destruction and fascism ever since that point in time. And, of course, you know, everyone's looking to the politics and, of course, Biden and Trump and Putin and everything else, which is all legitimate and it's all going on. But I think a much deeper force is happening, and that is you are seeing the owners at the top of the pyramid who really run this place, and they truly do. I mean, when you look at what really controls societies, the money. It's always the money. Look at where the money comes from and who's controlling it. And at the very top of the pyramid, we have the bankers pouring the the money into the top of the funnel. And without question, everyone else beneath that dances to their directives and we're seeing some very eerie stuff Uh, the united states is literally getting its borders infiltrated there's been reports that a lot of military people 
uh, in undercover have been coming across the border. Uh, they know some of them are Chinese, some of them are other military people coming in here. And uh, a lot of violent stuff, a lot of terrorists. And um, Biden seems to be just opening the door, come on in, you know. And um, it's it's way beyond insanity. This might be outsanity, actually, uh, out of their minds insane. Mm. And um, what's scary also is you see the tentacles reaching in and they're funding all these district attorneys and governors who have these literally out and out communistic agendas. They're literally trying to pass a law. I don't I can't verify it, but I, they're trying to pass a law right now under the guise that, you know, it's protecting employees, but they they're not allowing anyone to defend themselves who apparently goes into um, businesses and loots and robs. Oh, yes. And Yes. Uh, so, this is crazy. That that, that is in California, and they're... Yeah, it's a 553, I heard. Like you said, it's under the guise of trying to protect employees from having any kind of uh, dangerous interactions with those who are committing crimes, but it's, it's it's really about making sure that nobody is touched while they are just stealing and taking what they want, taking what they will. And um, like you said, the, um, the the money that has put these DAs in, they have now been able to essentially purchase large swaths of a country that's the size of a subcontinent. And it's, it's just incredible. So, you know, before we get into 2024, I want to ask you about the fall. The fall, the fall season that we're about to enter into and into the winter, there's been a lot of foreboding signs of, you know, trying to crack the whip and getting people to put their masks on back again. A lot of a lot of new uh, generation of booster talk going on there, too. And then, of course, oh, yeah. and then many people who are vociferously saying absolutely not. So uh, we and all, not only that, we also have this uh, this failed proxy war that continues to drag on in Ukraine. Nobody knows how that is going to escalate but it needs it needs to do something it's shit or get off the pot time so uh what do you see going into the fall then i want to talk about these eclipses going into 2024 yeah well in terms of what's coming up in the fall they're definitely going to try and push the covid narrative they already have in fact uh, certain studios here in hollywood are now oh you've got to put your mask on and of course they're going to try and push for more mandates on uh, vaccines. I don't think it's going to fly. I know Biden's already into the Congress trumping up, you know, hey, we've got to get these mandates going for the vaccines. I don't think he's going to get the traction. I don't think people are going to put up with it, but I think they're going to try. I just don't think it's going to stick. The other interesting thing is when you look back at 2020, the astrology really supported what had happened. We had something called a Kalasarpa Yoga, which means all the planets were in between the moon's north and south nodes right exactly when all this happened. Plus, we had the Pluto return. See, and these things are so powerful because 9-11 happened on a Saturn-Pluto opposition. The banks crash on a Saturn-Pluto square. So usually when the really impactful stuff happens, we've got the astrology to support it. We don't overall for that kind of a global effort. What we do have, though, and this is what's eerie, the destruction of America and also the destruction of most sovereign democratic or democracies because what we see here is the united states 
has all the stuff we've been talking about, the infiltration of the borders, the infiltration of the district attorneys, the laws being passed by the governors, the destruction of the country, shutting down the entire energy systems. I mean, it doesn't take a mental giant to figure out if you're pushing diesel fuel to six bucks plus a gallon in some areas of the country, um, what is that going to do to shipping costs? And the cost of goods is going to keep rising now. Then here's what's even more telltale. You've got the Federal Reserve, the people who print our money, which isn't any more federal than Federal Express, raising interest rates. Well, the last time they did that was right before the Great Depression. So what are they really up to here? Because this is going to drive up prices across the board, the housing food costs energies everything's going up so and you know their big uh, claim as well but it's inflation we have to raise the interest rates to curb it it's a bunch of crap because there's always inflation and inflation's not necessarily horrible if you have a productive economy to ratio it and balance it well what are they doing they're shutting it down well you know the other thing jeff the other thing jeff if there was really so um so uh, concerned about inflation they could have not pumped eight trillion dollars extra into the economy over the last three years i mean just an an end they 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 basically been it's really interesting where all that's going you know george washington said it best he said if you want to destroy a country loot the treasury well, that's exactly what they're doing. They're just looting the treasury yeah. and and pumping it over to Ukraine and all this other crazy climate change stuff. It's pretty bizarre. And, you know, again, nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care as the water level rises above their nostrils. And what's scary, and this is where the astrology comes in, is this fall. We have two major signals happening. Not only do we have this Pluto return on the United States, which, to, just to give you an idea what that one could be about, the Roman Empire was destroyed on a Pluto return. It dissolved. The first one, it divided. The second one, it completely dissolved. So Pluto returns, and I know a lot of people listening, well, but Pluto's not a planet. How can he say that? Well, uh, the only thing I'll say is dynamite and C4 comes in real small packages. So does nuclear weapons by ratio. And uh, Pluto might be small, but man, it sure, in my observation, seems to be destructive. And I've been hearing this stuff forever, for the last 50, 60 years. I've been hearing, oh, the world's ending and, you know, this is going to happen. But I would say now you can see it's actually self-created the owners at the top of the pyramid are telling everybody in Washington, and I don't care what anybody says, they're manipulating all these different elections so that they get their agendas and their people in. This is a new one world order on collision course with democratic society if it's not stopped. And this fall, we have a primary directed Mars conjuncting the United States moon. Now, people might say, well, what the heck is that? Well, a primary direction is a fancy term that anytime a person is born or a country is born, the next 90 days is the next 90 years. So each year equals a day after the birth of something. Now, obviously, people don't live much past 90 or 100 years old, and they're lucky if they do. But the the thing about the country is it's just turned 247 years old as of last July 4th. So it's technically in its 248th year. 
So if we do the math, the computer actually extrapolates that Mars has moved all the way around to a conjunction of the United States moon. When? This November 28th. <clears throat> very, very powerful. Never happened before. And it will never happen again for another 360-something-odd years. And at the same time, we have the eclipse points, known as the moon's north and south nodes, which are always opposite one another, leading something called a water trine into a fire, and the other one goes backwards from water into fire, so or fire into water. So um, this is known as a strange word called gandanta you know and everybody likes to chirp at that word gandanta but but the the real meaning of it is the lunar mansions that surround the earth all have bridges between them when planets transit into new signs in the sidereal zodiac the only ones that don't are the fire and water trines see so it's like an abrupt wall it's it's very powerful and that happens on november 28th which is the same day that we have the primary directed moon or i should say mars conjuncting the united states moon so the world's going to feel this as well as the united states now i can't say that it's going to be exactly on the 20th but in and around that day uh, i got to tell you pretty pretty interesting what might happen here in november into december uh, we could see some real trouble. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see a false flag event, more riots, uh, all kinds of issues coming up with that, violence. Um, again, I've always said these New World Order people, they will nuke a city. They don't care. Um, and if it looks like their agenda is going to be disrupted, I think they'll cause absolute mayhem. I really do. And that is certainly the kinds of energies that could cause that. And then we move into next year, and we have now Saturn by primary direction conjuncting the United States Mars. Well, let me ask <clears> you, <throat> before we get to, to next year, I got to ask you. I got to ask you this. Um, I may have asked you this before, and I need to just get a little esoteric with you. But um, why do the plotters plot based on what the skies are doing? If they have the manpower, the money, the guns, whatever the hell, what is? I mean, you just said right there you were talking about this one particular cycle with America's moon and all that, and you said it yeah. creates a creates a situation that is very powerful. What creates the power? Is it gra like what 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 above us actually? Uh, influences the way that we feel down here how does it affect mankind and like everybody talks about the craziness in emergency rooms on a full moon and they say you know yeah. people are always going to there's a lot more women going to labor on a full moon it's because of gravity there's a pull here and there so there's something going on there uh can you talk a little bit about um pockets of power and people who plot in the world why what is so important that what creates the actual power of above if they already have all the money and resources to do whatever they want well that, that's a good one i, I got to tell you now you're getting into what is astrology you know is it gravity is it this is it that and all that stuff and i really don't think it's any of that i am sure gravity does play a part there's no question when you get alignments of planets we do see certain times earthquakes are more prevalent we certainly see the tides of the moon but i think you got to take this way down the rabbit hole further and that is um, I, I talk a lot about this model where you have the four 
general worlds of creation. The first one uh, is the 49 dimensions and 49 subdimensions of the very divine essences of where souls are created. It's called absolute. And beneath that, you have the 49 dimensions and 49 subdimensions of the world of Briah. Beneath that, you have a world called Yetzirah. That's a strange word. Many people may know of this if you study anything to do with the Kabbalah or the old sacred knowledge, which is really what the Kabbalah is. Um, there is a text called the Sefer Yetzirah, which means the book of creation and formation. And it's a very interesting book. Uh, it's been translated by many different people. The better one's the one by Ari Kaplan. But it says in that that this is where spirit is modulated in down into matter and i really think astrology is not a bunch of gravity and stuff it's transmitting very very spiritual divine etheric energy connected with souls and also with forces that work in the physical realms of creation and that's pretty deep stuff that's not something anybody's going to be able to measure uh, put a gravity meter on it put a you know voltmeter or any other kind of scientific instruments and this gets into the fabric of what the ancient vedas and the egyptians the chaldeans and many of the older uh, disciplines of studying what soul force energy is it's like take reiki and qigong prayer intentions uh projection of thought forms out of the third eye chakra all of these things are very very powerful that are transmitted through a medium that is not just air it has nothing to do with air and vacuums and wires and this is what i think the celestial matrix of astrology and all the heavens and stars might be and that is transmitters of etheric energy known as soul force and spirit down into this physical world hmm. and what's interesting is it seems to very much align with the geometry of when planets happen and I believe that these people who are involved and I, I'm not so sure it's just people I think there's a lot more quote-unquote terrestrial and extraterrestrial beings that we're not privy to but are around and involved with this as well and some of it's demonic uh, i really have to say so and when you look at the child trafficking you look at all the stuff we hear about the sacrifices to mall and all this and that stuff's still going on and anybody who doesn't think so wake up get some coffee and take a real close look because it is and it's horrible and uh, human trafficking is one of the largest industries on this planet. And it's hideous when you think about that. Uh, well, to your especially point, what they're doing to these people. And to your point, it is one of those things where, uh, you know, the, 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 regardless of how you can explain it, the people who really hold the most sway over how things in the world go are paying attention to these patterns. And um, you know, we have our we have our dis debates about what is what is real and what's hocus pocus and what is woo woo, but uh, the the people who do the moving and the shaking they are very very into this and they're very orderly about how they execute their plans. So I, I always just wonder about what they're paying attention to. Now, as far as go you, a little bit into this fall because I know that there's an October eclipse, but then April eighth, where this X pattern supposedly is completed now i, I want to read two 
tweets for you. This is from a um, an account called Donnie Darkened, and uh, Donnie over here. He has some really. I'm going to read the whole thing later on after uh, after intermission. But I want to read the first two for you because they're talking about what's going on. Um, the time uh, here here it goes. The time between Pluto's return, that's February 22nd, 2022, and the second Great American Eclipse on April 8th, 2024, is exactly 777 days. Now there's a lot of numerical synchronicity here. The two Great American Eclipses span a time of seven years, which occurs its seven months into Trump's presidency. Pluto, Hades, was the ruler of the underworld in Greece. Now, this is the last tweet I'm going to read for you, Jeff, and it's really, this is astonishing to me if it's true. The 2017 eclipse also passes through seven cities named Salem. 2024 eclipse passes through seven cities named Salem as well. Jerusalem was also called Salem in Genesis and Psalms. There are many other mysteries and connections with the eclipse. I, I mean, I, is this a is this a situation of that there's just so many Salems in this country that if you draw a line across it in any direction, you'll get seven or ten of them? Or, I mean, what the hell is going on here? What's that? Well, that's unique. I, I didn't know that. That's, that's really cool. I can say this. I've looked at that eclipse on the 8th of April, 2024, and it stripes right up through Texas, right across the Midwest, out across through New Brunswick. And it's very, very powerful. It's at zero degrees, which means it'll be a full eclipse striping right up to the center of the United States off to the northeast corner. So it's very, very powerful. Eclipses are hot points that stay hot for a long time. And, you know, you brought up something when you were reading that. This man was mentioning the Pluto return back in 2020. Uh, I think, uh, was it 22? 22. Um, see, P Pluto, it, you got to look at Pluto two ways. Um, there's the sidereal and the tropical. See, we had the tropical Pluto return on the United States right when Putin invaded Ukraine, right, almost exactly, to the day almost. And um, that happened three times. But you have to remember, there's something called the precession of the equinoxes. And even to the flat earthers, I still say, it's still going on, it still precesses. So what that means in plain English is that our solar system is believed to move about one degree every 72 years. That's another interesting number, 72. It also is the same as the 72 angels of Exodus. And there's a lot of mysteries to that, which seems to be about entrapment of souls here reincarnating. Mm. <clears throat> so the Earth is a lot more than just some little ball rolling around a sun. It seems to have great spiritual significance. <clears throat> That's why they, I, I believe the earth is where spirit manifests into physical form. Anyways, back to this, and, and the point I wanted to make, astrologers cannot agree because you have the sidereal zodiac and the tropical zodiac. And many people are saying, oh, the sidereal is the only one that's right. And I'm like, well, no, they both seem to be right. Here's the problem. They separated by about 24 degrees since they were joined. And no one knows exactly when that one was. Um, there's all kinds of theories. It was the second century, the third. No, some people are saying no, it was the fifth century. But in general, they are about 24 degrees separated. So if you're a tropical astrologer, you're going to say, oh, my God, the United States has already had its Pluto return. If you're a sidereal astrologer, you're going to say, no, the Pluto return starts in 2024. <clears throat> so which one is more accurate? 
I have to say, they both are. And I have to also say that I have been a fan of both camps for 40-something years. And it's an enigma because they both seem to work. Even if you don't believe it, they both seem to work. The tropical Saturn-Pluto return, which is what set off COVID, was precisely, and I don't mean close, it was right on to when the alarm bell of COVID got sounded. The streets were barren. Oh my God, shelter down. We've got a pandemic. Everybody's going to die, right? And that also paralleled the sidereal, what we call uh, Kalasarpa yoga. So here's the interesting thing about all of this. I believe that this eclipse in April 8th has great significance, especially when it stripes right across the center of the United States. And it's also happening during the sidereal Pluto return on the United States. And also when we get into 2024, we have the planet Saturn, which is of karma and karmic release conjoining Mars when right in the fall of 2024 almost exactly a year from now which is putting us just about a month and a half before the elections mm. so <clears throat> we're we're in for a boat ride <laughs> I hope I'm wrong I hope you know we talk here in a year or two and everything's great but I think we based on the astrology we're gonna see some crazy violent insane stuff happen over this next year and a half and look at the setup already you've got senile biden who can't even remember to stay in a you know metal uh addressing ceremony to a, a military guy just the other day i think it was yesterday yeah you know he walks off stage he, he just he's totally he's gone guy this this guy is totally a fence post he he can't even function and then we're looking at you know it, it, all the impeachment stuff that they want to do and of course you've got a perfect setup here Soros made sure of that one and so do the owners at the top but you've got a uh, a, a Congress that's never going to prosecute him to take him out so the only way is the 25th amendment in other words if the house actually goes to an impeachment of course they just want to do an inquiry right now not an impeachment an inquiry it's like really okay so where, where we're at here is we're, we're gridlocked Unless Biden drops over dead, I don't see it, you know, unless they take him out on the 25th. But I think the walls are going to close in on him, and it's going to get so insane. We could see some very unique stuff, and I, I'm kind of biting my tongue here. But I think some stuff's going to happen as we get into October and November that is going to be so off the charts. It's going to be draw, draw drop. Well, when you, say, sure. when you say some stuff is going to happen and you want to bite your tongue, do you have some specifics in mind? Or are you, are you just thinking about certain windows that are going to be uh, explosive in your estimation? Or, yeah, like I said, do you have something specific in mind? As far as Joe Biden goes, this guy, maybe at one point he was never very intelligent but he was always very ruthless and he was willing to do whatever oh, yeah. and of course he was a lot sharper because he was younger and he had a little bit more of a actual physical brain than he has right now but um at, at this point he's been reduced to driftwood and i can't tell you how many people who, who you know, some, i have some friends who do astro charts for for uh figures and whatever and trying to see how, what you know what people are looking like in the coming months and all that uh, i I've had so many people tell me, Frank, I don't think that uh, he's going to make it past this Thanksgiving, this Christmas, uh, the one thing or another. 
Um, he, he He's looked so bad, so weak for so long, but he continues to drift through and make it to shore. So, I mean, what do you... How do you account for that? Well, I, I can tell you his inauguration chart looks just like his presidency. It looks disastrous. It was a when still he birth. was inaugurated, it was horrible. You had the moon making all kinds of malefic aspects. You had the sun conjuncting Saturn. I don't see how he completes this term. Something's going to take him out. And uh, which way? I don't know. Because um, I, I think there's a lot of very subterfuge stuff going on with Biden. We've all seen the hand go through the microphone. There's been times I've looked and said, that that can't be Biden. It didn't look like him. So, you know, the CIA has had masks for a long, long time. There's clearly some weird stuff going on. A lot of times it's him. Sometimes it's not. That's what I think. And we are clearly in an era where the dog is wagging the tail, or I should say the, the tail's wagging the dog, like that movie. And I, I really believe that um, we're gonna see uh, some very drastic things this fall, and it could tip one way or the other. I know there's everything on the table from devolution to literal economic crash, and I th actually think both are on the table, I really do. The question is, is which way is it going to tip? I keep getting that we're going to come out of this, the phoenix rising out of the ashes. It's just not going to be easy. And look at the indictments they've done on Trump. Now, I know everybody hates Trump, right? But this is clearly political. There's no question about it. And again, the they're, there's dancing in the streets right now. Oh, we're going to get them. You know? So this is, you know, and Trump, if he survives this, which don't put it past him, he could, he'll actually win. And now that, that'll make a lot of people angry if I say that. But his chart, it, what's bizarre about Donald Trump is he, in his Vedic astrology and his, his Western, he had Uranus by primary direction going right over his ascendant during that 2020 election. And that's bizarre happenings. Next year, Donald Trump has, for the first time in his entire life, Uranus transiting his midheaven, his 10th house of career, three times back and forth all next year. Trust me, you're going to see some insane stuff. Um, everything from him possibly getting prosecuted or certain things thrown out of the door, out of the window. And he's also got Jupiter hitting his midheaven as well. So this is going to be bizarre because the only guy they could ever dust off and who might even, and I don't think he's got much of a chance, is Newsom. And, and don't be surprised if he rushes in there at the last minute and takes the stage here because, uh, I mean, clearly Harris is not going to run. And if she right. ever did, she she wouldn't get anywhere. So we're a long ways off yet from those primaries. You have to remember that isn't until next April. That's a long time away. And that again is right when that eclipse happens. So, so we're going to see off the chart stuff. So I'm, I'm not going to get into too much speculation right now. I'm still working on charts on that. But I think this fall is going to be a scale tipping that's going to really show which way this goes. Clearly, they've set us up for an economic crash that could be catastrophic. And that's the only way you're gonna get the American people to agree to stick their heads in the noose of digital currency. 
because it's not going to ever happen unless something very catastrophic happens. And then there's brewings of war, you know, that they want to have war by next spring. Well, let me well, now, let, let me jump on yeah. that real quick, because this could be a little bit of both. Um, I, I have speculated as, as well as so many others that um, what was uh, over 120 years of really bad economic dealings and a central bank system that has really outlived its usefulness? We are we are now here after the COVID spending, the COVID economic crippling by telling people they have to lose their jobs, stay home, and then and then uh, you know play uh, coercion games with the, with medical mandates and all that other stuff, and then the spending, the eight trillion dollars that I just brought up before, the, just things that are just that kill a country and economy, and especially when that is the world reserve. You got that going on. That's going down. You have the BRICS nations that are rising up on the side over there. That's balancing things out. And this war with Russia that was supposed to be able to cripple it is really um, is really crippling you, you, uh, the EU and the U.S. going forward. That seemed to be the stage being set for. Well, we were just coming out of a. Uh, we were just starting to recover from COVID, and then of course. Evil Putin invaded Ukraine, and now the war is just taking us to another place altogether. And now let's reset the whole world. And I just got another. The last night, Jeff, I saved this for you tonight. Um, I had a. I set up an inside information line on the show, and we had one call that came through. A uh, guy had a. He has some. They have some family or some friends in the Navy, and this is what he says. It could be a LARP. That his family member insists that they are gearing up for a full-fledged war in March of 2024. And I said, oh, I'm going to throw that date at, uh, at Jeff here because I've been hearing a lot of things about what spring 2024 is going to be like. So what do you think about that? Well, I actually just cast a chart on it right when you asked it. And there's some truth to it. They are gearing up for it. Will it happen? Probably not. Uh, not a full-scale war. Uh, probably not. Um, that's always the trick the owners use. They always love to start a war because it'll rally everyone behind the incumbent, right? Or, and, and everyone will shut down and they, they can put all their attention. Look over here, folks. You know, Don't pay attention to that man behind the curtain. Look over here. So they always redirect attention. We're seeing this. You know, it's, it's really interesting. A lot of people might remember the Johnny Carson show. And you look at where humor went in talk shows to where it is today we don't have talk shows anymore if you look at all these shows that are on they're political even fox news everybody thinks is so yep. neutral it's not it's it, it, they're propaganda machines when you listen to all your comedians bill maher you listen to you know colbert and the rest of them they're all propaganda machines and and jimmy kimmel and the rest of them so it's it's very interesting where we've gone. We've gone into almost like a psyops funded, uh, you know, mind control camp, and this this is very scary stuff. Never before have we seen this. I mean, we've always had influences being used through Hollywood, and Hollywood's always been a propaganda machine. I mean, we could see that. Frank Capra said that back in World War One. He said, "My God," he said, "You know, this is just promoting war." So the owners at the top of the pyramid clearly, 
clearly have agendas that they're pushing. And I think we're right now in the crossroads of change to new agendas. The question is, and this goes right back to the founding fathers of this country, when you look at what they did, the Masons, the originally drafted the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, I really have to say that is one of the most profound documents, and I encourage anyone who doesn't or has never read the Constitution, just get a copy and get it for like seven, eight bucks. It's next to nothing. I got one right here. This is pretty cool. I think this, I paid like seven or eight bucks for this thing. And the Bill of Rights, just read it. You'd need a brick to fall on your head to not realize that this is for humanity, all of humanity. It doesn't matter what color, what race, how tall, short, fat, where you come from and what you believe. Um, it's basically for humanity. And if the new one world order comes in, we're going to, you, you take this thing, throw it out the window, it's gone. It's gone. And especially with digital currency, your life, if you thought COVID was bad, wait. And this is why people better wake up and see what is happening here. Because this current administration, it's not Biden. The presidents don't run this country. The few who have tried either get hell, like Trump did, or they get shot, like JFK did. And uh, I, I can tell you, um, this, this, the owners run this place. Uh, Woodrow Wilson said, he said, I sold my country. He said, I, I sold my country out. He said, I gave it to the bankers. Well, he did. And right after that, we had the greatest depression this country's ever seen. It just devastated this country. They showed who was running this place. And the, the interesting thing is how slick they're doing it now. Again, flooding the borders, destroying the cities, destroying the infrastructure, raising the costs of all the costs of good through energy, depleting and turning off the faucets and weakening America. I mean, really weakening it. I mean, just drive around and look at the conditions of roads in a lot of places. They are upgrading roads in certain places, but I gotta tell you, the general condition of this country has really deteriorated. Mm. It has not been in a forward moving position for at least three or four years. And I'm quite stunned at how destructive this last administration has been. They have been very effective. And it isn't just the administration. You can see it's a top-down movement that has been fanned out throughout this country. And uh, we're, we're at the crossroads. This is the Pluto return. This is what Pluto does. Pluto is the destroyer. It's not only the Hades underworld figure, but it's destruction and rebirth. And um, that's right where we're at right now. And it certainly seems to fit. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. Yes. It's, it's like I said, 9.38 p.m. last night. All of a sudden, this thick stew of dread just sounded like, what is it? I've, I've, I've got nothing to be, you know, feeling dreadful. There's no dreadful things in my life. But there's just, you know, you just can feel when something's been broadcast on such a large planetary way and these these almost like ripples of energy that go through things. Sometimes they pass. And honestly, as I've told people before, when we were coming out of the first real, when the first wave of lockdowns was starting to loosen a little bit, I um, I was telling people, you know, we really don't give ourselves a lot of credit as far as the strength of what we what we shoulder, the kind of burdens that we carry on our shoulders. That if we were alleviated of all of the stresses that have been created and then imparted onto us, 
uh, we would be we would probably feel light enough to float. It wouldn't take away all the stresses of just everyday personal life. I mean, everybody has things that they have to get through, and you know, there's there's always something to uh, to have to, to to handle. And life gets harder as it goes on. But what we handle, what we shoulder every day, Jeff, uh, energetically, the stress of just being uh, caught in this monkey in the middle thing with all the media and the government and the world governments and all that, we would probably float if we, uh, if we were able to be relieved of all that stuff. And it just, it just hit me like a, uh, like an anvil last night. But so, you know, if you're talking about, you didn't want to get into too much speculation, but I think you said enough as far as just how, uh, how, um, you know, earth rattling this fall could be. When you, it really could be. It's 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 really could be. Well, what about fa- let's fast forward to next fall? Like you said, this time next year, we are about a month or so out from uh, the 2024 election. Uh, they have spent at that point. They will have spent a year and a half preemptively trying to destroy their only opponent that they that they they have anything to fear uh, anything from. That's Donald Trump by trying to keep him in one courtroom after another, hopefully getting a conviction that will essentially be a life sentence. It is essentially, uh, you know, attempted murder. They, this is a very, very scary time for them. And they might try and murder him. I, I heard that they have many, many times, and they just might. And there's so many people. You know, Donald Trump is such a controversial figure. When I look at his astrology, he was born right during a Kalasarpa Yoga, except the moon just crossed the nose. Kalasarpa Yoga is known as a type of serpent curse. And a little more gets made of it because you can't just hand wave that. I mean, there's no two alike. But that just means all the planets are in between the moon's eclipse points, which are really not planets at all, but they're mathematical nodes where the sun and the moon and the earth align. So Donald Trump was born literally about 35 to 40 minutes right after the moon had crossed at eclipse points. And every person I ever see who has something that tight definitely has a chart that creates a lot of waves behind it. It's like it's like a way it's like a boat that goes through a really calm lake and it just creates a lot of waves and that's what he does he's got people who love him he's got people who vehemently hate him and he's a very controversial figure and what's interesting is if you look at the angel that rules the eastern horizon the angel that rules donald trump's eastern horizon is a king sitting on a golden throne now isn't that interesting Mm -hmm. and look at his trump towers look at his mar-a-lago and various different places he owns it they're almost like looking into versailles it's it's very interesting so he's created a lot of waves and again you were mentioning earlier you know what is and why do these people seem to align with astrology i really believe we are in a soul matrix here forget trinity neo and morpheus this is where spirit becomes manifest and you have to enter in the good and the evil and one of my favorite texts to refer to is the keys of enoch or the book of enoch is really not the keys but the book the book of enoch was excluded out of the bible it was excluded out of many different spiritual you could say references in religions and it shouldn't have been it talks about the watchers how there was this war in heaven actually supports exactly what happened in the garden of eden story but much deeper and it talks about how the earth was infiltrated 
with all these different spirits that were cast down. And, of course, a lot of people listen to this and say, yeah, but okay, whatever, that's just religious stuff. Um, I'd beg to have people at least be open-minded to checking this stuff out because there's a lot more going on here than just, you know, the good guys and the bad guys, the new one world order and and humanity. This this is a, a very evil versus good uh, type of um, situation. And these spirits hate us. They hate us. And you see smatterings of this when you get around some of these people. They literally speak. Look at look at Stalin. Uh, and, and I think it was Lenin who said, we don't care if we kill three quarters of the human race, as long as the quarter that's left becomes communist under our rule. You see, this is the kind of thinking that works. And if you look at many of the U.S. politicians, Billary, uh, I'm sorry, Hillary, I call her, but I call her Billary. Um, and you look at some of the other presidents as we go back, Obama's another one. Uh, very interesting. It's Saul Lewinsky, you know, for, for those who have ears and eyes, trust me, uh, Billary did her thesis on Stalin. So we see a resonance with the adherence to communism. And this is where it's at, where the new one world order is really just a modern version of communism. It's all it is. And it's not too pleasant. Go, go, uh, go talk to people who aren't in favor of the CCP and see how they're living. Um, it's it's uh, kind of eerie. And they love China's model. They want everyone with face recognition. Of course, right now we're on Zoom. And by the way, I don't know if you know, but Zoom has got in their new agreement. If you agree to use Zoom, they can use your face for face recognition. Everything we say is being parsed and uh, logged into a computer. Of course. Um, they don't of have course. anyone in a computer cubicle listening to you but they they have profiles built on everyone and all these devices that we have the 5g the cameras the the phones that we carry around wherever we go have gps in them and they can be turned on to be listened to or recorded or visually uh recorded and you're you're talking about a world that is a wet dream to a communist why because if you ever wanted to imprison the human race and monitor it and police it, you, you couldn't get anything better than today's modern technology. And we're just at, at the beginning. Come talk to me five years from now, even three years from now. You're going to see technology exponentially escalate as microprocessors and nanotechnology keeps going forward and forward and forward, and it will, and memory systems, you're going to find it, it's going to be eerie in 10 years where we're at. And if democracy and things like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are not put on the forefront of humanity's focus. There's nothing wrong with technology as long as it serves humanity and we keep our basic freedoms and rights. We lose that. We're done. And that's why the United States is in the crosshairs of these guys. They want to take it out. And they can only do that through catastrophe. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to try it. Um, that's what the Pluto return would, would say. But, uh, but I, in Nadi astrology, see, Nadi is a strange word that means it's very ancient Vedic astrology. <clears throat> and I did some of the mathematics on the United States birth chart. And even though it looks very tumultuous, we could potentially come out of this, the phoenix rising out of the ashes. The problem is, remember, 
in order to get the phoenix rising you had to have ashes so we're going to see some crazy stuff over this next year and a half and by 2025 we have some progressions that actually are quite positive which might take us out of this but in the meantime i think it's going to get really get nuts and i i hope i'm wrong about this well you know what jeff one way or another it's glad i'm i'm glad to uh to talk to you with it to talk to you about it and and get all of it out cuz it's going to spawn a lot of great conversation and it uh, it actually makes the uh, the gut feel a little bit better like i'm not alone and uh, why don't you let everybody know where you're going to be uh making appearances next where the people can follow you on the regular your podcast all that stuff it's always great to have you back yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the best place is every week we're coming out with a podcast. Some of them are detailed, some are a little bit short, but it comes out every Friday. Sometimes it comes out early, sometimes it comes out late. Really good. You go to Jeff Harmon Vedic Astrologer or Jeff Harmon Astrologer on YouTube. And then I am on Instagram. We're also working on some other programs, but I, I, I won't get to that now. But if you follow our YouTube, it, it really works good. Also, for readings, you can go to Jeff at JeffHarmon.com. But I, I still maintain we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And the greatest weapon that I find evil uses is fear. And you know, lawsuits are the, the, I always say the American legal system is the finest system money can buy. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're seeing right now be used. Why do you think they're arming the IRS? That's another thing we have talked about with thousands of agents and billions of dollars that they're throwing at these guys. And it is to crush. You want a lawsuit, get involved with the U.S. government. I know I've got several clients who've been sued by the government. I mean, it'll cost you millions of dollars to get out of it or close to a million. And no one has that kind of money. No. So you're done. Oh, yeah. The, that's the biggest That's the biggest money. shot across the bow right now, uh, Jeff. Anything, anybody watching this, uh, this pursuit, this, this ravenous pursuit of Donald Trump's scalp, uh, it, it doesn't even matter if you are a supporter of his. If you can't look at this for what it is. And, and and project that onto what it means to have a system like this out there roving for targets. If you are the target, can you put up, are, are you going to have people dropping millions of dollars into your legal fund whenever, uh, whenever you know, hell comes looking for you? No. I mean, he is built to be able to withstand something like this. But this is a, uh, a real lesson for average people out there as far as, you know, that, that, that eye of Mordor, you know, that, you know, you know, the eye of Sauron in, in Mordor, you don't you're want right. it, you don't want it to fall on you. And if it does, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. I, I think we're going to come out of this again. There's, I, I've heard a lot of interesting talk and evidence. There are people, the, the, you know, you know, the United States military is very interesting. We think it's just the air, the army, the air force, the space force, and you know, the Navy and all that. There's a lot of layers and it goes really deep. And there are some very interesting forces that are arraying against each other right now, the good and the evil. This is a real battle of the Titans here. And this has happened before. I, I mean, I really think this is what we saw in World War One, World War Two and at other points throughout history, is clearly good and evil clash. And good will always win in the end. The question is, is what at what cost? Mm. And um, we do not want another war. I mean, the only way the United States would lose a war with Russia and China is if we let them. I mean, the weaponry that this country has 
is way past scary, way past. I mean, there is stuff we've never heard of. There is directed energy weapons. I've heard the U.S. military has perfected fission. Now, you might say, well, what is that? Well, fission is a low level of nuclear power that can be run in airplanes, very small. I mean, you can keep a plane in the air as long as the rivets stay in the wings, and it can be unmanned. They don't need to come back to refuel. They don't need to come back for more ammunition because they're now able to generate extreme amounts of power to run directed energy weapons, to run lasers, let alone all of the stuff that's floating on the seas and under the seas and floating around in satellites. I mean, and that's just the stuff we know about. Mm. And I, I can tell you, um, if there ever was a World War III, uh, it would be pretty, pretty scary. And I really think are some of the extraterrestrials will step in to stop that. I've actually seen a lot more activity lately, a lot more than I've seen in a long time. And I think that may be why. I, I just don't think it's going to be allowed for us to destroy this planet. I think there'd be intervention. Well, you know, next time you're on, we got to talk about that because we, you and I have never actually spoken about uh, theories on on uh, non-terrestrial life, whether we're talking about uh, dimension hopping or some kind of a galactic neighbor, and um, but th that would be very, very interesting because I I'm sure you've had some encounters with it. Oh God! I mean, out of all the 47 years doing what you do, I'm sure. Oh, back in the 70s, I had a motorcycle shut down. Uh, up in the north woods of Wisconsin. I, it was literally shut down. And we could arc the battery, everything. And the next morning I came back to pick it up, started right up. Yeah, but so, what, oh, so, well, what I, shut I it down? To, You're talking about you, you had an encounter, some kind of a yeah. aerial phenomenon that shut down your, your, motor, your motorcycle? Oh, yeah. yeah, no question about it, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I used to map them up there. Um, I had a telescope in the early and mid-70s, and I would literally chart them and map them. And uh, I can tell you, I think our government's been long involved with them. I think they've been on this planet forever, maybe since the beginning of time. There's all kinds of theories about that. But, uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I can tell you, and I just saw one the other night. I saw two just recently out um, in uh, Malibu. I was on a motorcycle, and I saw one up over right where Johnny Carson's house used to be it's still there but he you know of course he's not alive anymore but right above um paradise cove almost right above where his house was but out in the bay i saw this craft and it just rocketed out of there and it's been well known there's a huge shelf off zuma beach um which is point doom a lot of people may have heard of it and there's this huge shelf about probably oh 500 meters out there um and you can actually see the craft coming in and out of there. The military's been mapping them. They're, they're so fast they can barely even measure the propagation speeds. It's pretty stunning. And um, there's been a lot of craft uh, around this area lately. And again, I, I just saw another one the other night right above me, right like directly above me. And very unusual. Never saw one like that before. And I've, I've seen stuff out in the southwest here for years, for God, for 30, 40 years. And um, I, I've, I saw one on the old Butterfield Trail, which is, um, it's a road between the 10 
And Gila Bend, uh, where the eight runs along the uh, southern border of the United States or close to it. And um, <clears throat> I was coming in there one night. I saw two gigantic torches, craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, with the flames coming out of the top, not the bottom. You know, you'd think it'd be the bottom to keep them up, right? But it's bizarre. And uh, I, I never saw anything like that in my life. Very, very unusual. And uh, it was huge, okay. absolutely huge. So then, we, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we definitely do. Uh, who knows? Yeah, I, I, you know, like I said before, I thought that this was going to be your second half of the year uh, tune-up report for the show. <laughs> but I, I looked down, and I, I went looking for the other 2023 episode we did, and you're nowhere around. So here we go, nine months in, and here you are. Maybe maybe sometime in, uh, in, in November or December we can have you back and do something. But we'll be in touch, and I hope everybody gets to jeffharmon.com in the meantime and find their way to the, your YouTube and the podcast and everything else from there. And uh, as always, Jeff, if there's anything that we can do over here for you, you let us know. I sure appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. That's Jeff Harmon, everybody, and we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back... Come back your calls because we have a couple of big questions uh, and about a half hour to field some of your thoughts on them. So don't go anywhere. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to entertain you with some of my music. I just wanted to do the September intermission video. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Quite frankly. 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 How dare you? Okay. All right, so let's just get into some 
some audience response, questions, and comments. Quite frankly, superchat.com, there is the the foxhole, the gold pill. You know, I gotta say, I'm very suspicious of all of the the metrics that we get anywhere on the internet. I th- I'm especially suspicious of even Rumble. I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't know what to believe over there, because on places like Foxhole, which is on QuiteFrankly.tv, it is a nice little group, few hundred, sometimes depending on what is available, close to a thousand people will watch there. But the gold pills and which are essentially the super chats over there, they come in at rates that are ridiculous compared to these much bigger audiences supposedly like on rumble where you know and i look at the the, the chat room activity and i i feel like i don't know i know many of the people who are in the chat room on rumble are real and i know there's people who are just watching and not chatting but there's just something of all of these different websites i just don't know what to what to believe which is why i i'm always so much more excited when people tell me hey frank i was out Shopping for one thing or another and I bumped into a fellow frankly in the flesh. That's how I know the show is really out there I can't trust what the internet's telling me, but I know the show's out there and uh, and episodes like this they really I think um, Just a lot of fun a lot of fun I'm so happy that Jeff Harmon came on and I want to hear what you guys and gals have to say about it Let's get into our super chats first. Stowe Stube says great guest tonight Frank Thank you, sir, and a little evening shout-out to all of the Franklies and Franciscans. Quite frankly, is where it's at. Appreciate you, Stowe. Jay Britz says, Frank, I had a vision. The spirits told me that this episode should not last the night on the tube. Great show, as always. Listen, if last night's episode is still there, knock on wood. I mean, you know how many times I said ADL last night? Eh... If I'm smart, if I were, were like hyper vigilant over survival on some place like YouTube, I would delete tonight and last night's episodes and just keep it hosted everywhere else. But whatever. I'm not saying anything bad. Not saying anything that should be considered bad. And you guys and gals are so great, so to hell with it. All right, let's go to a Rumble. We got a Rumble rant over there. It's from Sal uh, uh, Salion. Says, always such interesting topics, Frank. Thank you. Well, tomorrow's going to be just as good. Because we got Jay Dyer coming on. We'll be talking about the satanic panic. And then I have a whole bunch of things that are, are ready for Friday afternoon. A whole bunch of fun things. Including a small stack of very, very old postcards. I think my cousin Sherry gave me years ago. Because uh, she just collects a lot of old things. And I've been reading these postcards and dribs and drabs over the years. Postcards from like 1902, 1913. Of people just sending little hellos to their their families on vacation and stuff. And it's, just, it's incredible to read them. Those and I got a lot of other things that we can do. Uh, Bacon Slut on Foxhole. Hello, how are you? Witchy Poo says, happy birthday month Aurora. Happy birthday month. She loves telling everybody. Robert Sarns. Sean Joe. Witchy Poo again. Sean Joe. Secret Weapon says, thanks, Frank. Thank you, Secret Weapon. It's good to see you again. Dark Heart Hemi says, how does one reconcile astronomical forces versus free will? Can we fight? 
Well, yeah. Uh, I, I never see this as anything of... Um, what, what confuses me about the mechanics of all this is... Obviously, we are not outside of the universe. We are not outside of it. We are a part of it. And just like the gears and the clock or any little factor inside of one ecosystem or another, it all completes a greater piece of the puzzle. Like we, we've done those episodes where we talked about how, you know, the removal of one, whether it be a predator or prey from any ecosystem changes the whole landscape, how beavers chance, ch uh, uh, change the actual physical landscape of, of, of any you know, land that they're on, or, or the reintroduction of wolves, how it changes the actual landscape of Yellowstone and, and, and all that. I mean, it's all, it's all to the smallest of insects. So keeping us plugged into that kind of a, a scenario then you have to imagine that yes, the the mechanics of the heavens above us, they there's some kind of a there's an impact on our lives. Now, what is it? Is it gravity? So they didn't want to just limit it to saying all oh, gravity. You know, if these stars line up, they come down. You know, they're above whatever. It's not all just that, but there has to be something, and it doesn't take away free will. Uh, it's more so about if you. It seems that some people look at the the movement of the sky above as a uh you know almost like a a tool to enhance to enhance things that they want to do to be able to make them a lot more uh a lot more successful a lot more impactful just based on how humanity is impacted by what like for example um lunacy a lunatic what is a lunatic what's the relationship of a lunatic to the moon to the luna to the luna what is it you know the, the, these are things you can call them old wives tale or it could just be these are things that people have noticed that changes in people as we go through moon cycles and sun and I mean everything all throughout the year there are just different forms we take there are different forms the energy takes and it flows differently under certain certain situ situations some to our advantage we feel high we feel productive we feel light as a feather other times it's to our disadvantage we feel a little bit more anxious a little bit more gullible communication breaks down a little bit more we're you know it's just it's all part of it i don't think that we lose our free will i think that we start losing free will when we know less and less and less about who we are and how we operate and whether it's just a general ignorance because education doesn't go farther beyond, I don't know, the ABCs and then you go right into first grade activism. So I think the less that we know about anything, the less free will is actually something that we can use to our advantage because what choices are you making based on what information? And a lot of people limit what they know about certain things on their own accord. They don't want to walk through certain thresholds for one reason or another. And, um, I don't know. Everything is different. Every, everybody's different. Every situation is different. But I think that's where that, that goes to. It's not necessarily that we're on a fixed track. But um, the more you know, the more you can use it to your advantage for sure.
All right, let's see. Delona, thank you. Jesse, one eight one one three eight. Thank you so much. Witchy Poo again says, great guest. And Music Man 75. Thank you. Wow, Delona with an EMP. I can't thank you enough. That is a, a great gift to the show, especially to the, the network, because it's the, the gold pills that keep the network going, and everybody should definitely support foxholepilled.net, because if, if websites like that shut down, then all we have are the BlackRock-owned mega giants with hate speech in their TOS. You don't get that on, on pilled.net. So um, support, 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 support over there. All right, uh, so there's what we have for you. I have to go back to the martyr maid question. I'll reintroduce these questions as we open up the lines for the last 20 minutes. The first one, let me get, uh, there you go. Here's the first one for you. As martyr maid said, there are only three options as he sees it. Elect a president who is prepared to declare corruption a national emergency, execute mass arrests and D.C. politicians, bureaucrats, and members of the media, suspend Congress until the emergency has been resolved. Do we have a person who is able to be elected in this system that will be able or have the balls to go out and do that and risk their lives? That's number one, because if not, if we don't get that, then there's number two. There's a retreat to the states and elect governors and legislatures that are prepared to pretty much declare their independence from the federal government. Or not necessarily independence, but to uh, declare themselves a sanctuary from federal overreach. That is everything that is, every responsibility and authority that has been claimed by Washington, D.C. that is outside Article 1, Section 8, which is 99% of its function these days. And it goes beyond that because you're going to need state police and militia to be able to enforce a separation between them and what is unconstitutionally gained power in D.C. And then there is, just forget about it and retreat into a relatively safe corner of the country. Keep your head down and stay off the charts. Stay off the radar. Do you think that there is a fourth option outside of those three? And if not, which of those three... Which of those three do you think uh, we're going to be most likely to jump on? And then there is the Donnie Darkin thread. Now, now this is just for just putting it out there, ladies and gentlemen, because it's um, it should be known that Donnie Darkened over here, and I've, I've spoken to him behind the scenes before, he actually believes that Donald Trump is a chosen antichrist and that what we are going through right now has all been uh, set up for centuries. Now, what, uh, as it pertains to, the, to this thread of, um, of the, the eclipses, I mean, there's a lot of numerical synchronicity in this. It's crazy. I told you already, listen to this. The 2017 eclipse also passes through seven cities named Salem. The 2024 eclipse passes through seven cities named Salem as well. Jerusalem was also called Salem in Genesis and Psalms. There are many other mysteries and connections to the eclipses. Hey, listen to this one. Uh, then he starts getting into Trump. Trump was inaugurated when he was 70 years old, seven months and seven days old. He was born 700 days before the founding of Israel. He recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel on Israel's 70th year since its founding. And then, um, 
And then uh, he was elected on Prime Minister Netanyahu's seventh year, seventh month, seventh full day in office. Even beat Hillary Clinton by 77 votes in the Electoral College because of these seven faithless electors. And these events occurred on the Hebrew year of 5,777. There's so many more sevens in there. So many more. Now, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means at all. But I needed to bring up the seven Salems since we're talking about these, this Xing eclipse. It's almost like, you know, X marks the spot right here on the United States. Uh, that, that's just crazy. And again, the question was, is that just, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Is it, is it that we have so many Salems in the country that no matter where you draw a line, you're going to be able to snag a few of them in a row? Um, did they calculate paths of the eclipses a long time ago just to be sure that each one passes over exactly seven Salems in the future? I don't, that, that is such a, that is a level of micromanagement I can't even fathom. Then again, to call it coincidence is crazy. The fact that it's Salem, though, it does imply that this is some grand ritual, but how else can this be explained? You know, things like that are, <laughs> it's something else, something else. All right, uh, 914. Two zero 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 two six nine. There is so much you can comment on. I'm just going to leave it on out there. I'm going to leave it out there for whoever wants to say whatever, and uh, and we got 20 minutes, and away we go from there. So, with that, I'm going to just be patient and and take your calls. Thank you again to the. We've got a couple more super chats that just came in. One came in over here, Spud Hill, on. Rumble says, I haven't uh, I haven't gave a paid rant for a while. was kind of strapped. I have loved the shows, though. Wanted to say I like the dancers this month. Oh, I'm so happy that you like it, Spud. I really do. And thank you so much for the rant. It's good to be it's good to be supported by the audience directly. I mean, that's the only way that new media works these days. And um, and but other than that, don't ever stress yourself out. Only when it suits you and only when it doesn't um it doesn't stress your situation anymore we all got things going on of course let's take a call let's take a call hello caller you're on the air hey frank this is hot legs what's going on hot legs it's good to hear from you again well i just came back from yellowstone on friday oh. so um i i wanted to talk about that for a minute in the world um, I spent my birthday out there, so it was very sad that I wasn't with you all at Myrtle Beach. I'm thinking about that. Too. Well, well, I mean, that, that yeah, that, I know. I, I've been thinking about that all last week, what was going on this time last year. But anyway, you were in Yellowstone, and that's a place I definitely want to see one day. So what was the big takeaway? So, well, the takeaway is it's very big, um, but also people need to go there because it really resets your sort of perspective about what's important um you should go you should take aurora you should get that rv and go across the country that somebody was talking about a couple of weeks ago we'll fund it but uh the wolf thing now um when you were talking about you know what's the impact of the wolves what's going on there um i stayed with a, a woman who was attacked by a grizzly many years ago um lived through it but there's a lot of controversy going on about how the government has 
screwed with sort of reintroducing things like wolves back to the parks. So they went from six packs to now 13, Hmm. which is a lot. Um, And now they're killing uh, all of the elk. So they were brought in to to, um, take down the elk because the elk were eating too many trees and wildflowers. And now they're taking down too many elk. So there you go. You know, it reminds me. It reminds me of that Michael Crichton. Um, he did so many, so many amazing talks about how uh, the, the folly of man to go and micromanage something as crazy, as complex as nature. Whether you're talking about local uh, flora and fauna, or you're talking about the weather itself. It is uh, it's just incredible. Oh, you know, the, the, the elk are eating too many flowers. Let's bring the wolves in. Now there's too many wolves. Let's shoot a few wolves. It's just, it's up, yeah, like at some take point. Take out the park rangers or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it was amazing. The other thing that um, you, you talked about your sense of dread um, the other day. So today was my first time going back into D.C. after a couple of weeks. And the route that I take... Uh, takes me past Andrews Air Force Base, and it's a long, beautiful drive, which normally would be through a park, but there is trash from one end of it to the other. And they were mowing the grass there in some parts, and they were just chewing up the trash and spitting it out on the road, and nobody cares anymore what it looks like in those scenic areas. And that really filled me with a sense of dread because nobody cares anymore about the trash on the highway. Just mowing this trash now. You're talking about the trash that was... That was piling up uh, on the the campus no, of Andrews. No, I'm talking about just just grass on the side of the road, and people throw their trash in it. To me, it looks like garbage trucks are dumping it along the road randomly. But this tractor was mowing the grass like they do, and nobody stops to pick up the trash just mm. from cigarettes and things. So they're just grinding it up and spewing it out across the grass again. But now it's worse, and you can't pick it up, and nobody cares. Like, D.C. is letting all the grass grow, the trees grow, trees die. It's, D.C. is just turning into a shithole, I have to say, just based on how they're taking care of things. And I'm not saying it's bad about any particular person or government or whatever, but we're just letting this country go to hell. It's and a going out to places like Yellowstone, where I didn't see a piece of trash anywhere, was very refreshing. Yeah, I think I think that those are the types of things that we, everybody needs to reset from time to time. Because you're right, there is a uh, and thank you so much for the call, Hot Legs. It's great to hear from you. Is that all you wanted to leave us with? Yep, that's all. Thank you, Frank. Always great to hear from you. It, there is a sense of letting go, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing depending on what you're letting go of. But it's almost like giving up. You know, that, that line, you don't have to give up to let go. It's it's like there is a giving up and a letting go. And you can just see it in the standards of everything, whether it be a local DPW. Obviously, that's going on in, uh, in um, D.C. But that, I mean, listen having all that trash along the side and just mowing it up and mulching it out onto the highway and stuff that that is the that's the equivalent of of lifting up the carpet and and brushing all the dirt underneath it to hide it instead of taking care of it that kind of mentality that is pervasive it really is Dooku Dan says maybe a more accurate personal horoscope is to extrapolate the day of conception 
uh, to determine the planetary forces affecting fertilization of the egg. Tides affect bodies, mostly water, uh, and charge minerals, metals, and elements. Gravity is magnetism. Yeah, okay, so that's, that's okay, so that, that's a, a better way of saying it. I mean, for, for me, I don't, I don't know any of this from Adam, so I just, the only force I can come up with is gravity. You think about whatever the hell about the, the, the moon is, is affecting the tides. Hell, if it affects the tides, then how does it affect human bodies that are over 70% water? You know, we are essentially a walking ocean. We are a walking ocean. We are in an ocean with legs. If you think about our body's water content, you're telling me that I, I can see how there is a, there are strings attached to everything. As far as how those strings work and which ones are, you know, what happens when you pull one or the other, that's the, that's the real, that's where my curiosity lies. Uh, hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello? Bev? Hello, I must have the wrong number. No, okay, uh, maybe you, Bev. Oh, oh, Frank. This is Frank. Yes, go ahead. Okay, Frank. What? <laughs> she, well, Bev just hung up on herself. That was a uh, that was chaotic. That was a little chaotic right there. Nine one four two zero 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 two six nine. We're moving right along. Maybe Bev will call back. Let's see. Uh, Jay Brett says, uh, Jay Brits, Jay Brett says, don't read. Oh, don't read this. Gotcha. Well, thank you. My gosh. Thank you so much for the tip. It's great. It's, it's very me. It's a joke. Uh, anyway, let's take a call over here. Bev, let's try again. How you feeling? Thank you. Thank you so much, Frank. <laughs> this is Bev from Glens Falls. Yes. I just wanted to uh, say, hey, I'm um, down in Florida with my family, my daughter, my granddaughters. And, you oh. know, I, I, you know, chimed in here in the midst of it all. But, you know, that last caller, you know, talked and then you talked about getting away from it and finding solace in, in what's going on. And then you said something about letting go. And, you know, are you really letting go? No, you're just taking time. Out, yeah. Know? Right. So yeah. I wanted to share that with you. Yeah. You're not, you're not yeah. giving up. You're not, you don't have to give up to, uh, to, to let go of something. You, you, you know, every, every once in a while. You yeah, need to no, be. no. You just let it go and then, it, you know, it comes back, right. you know. But it's just a beautiful way to handle it all. And um, I'm just blessed to be with my family. They're all inside. I'm all here listening to music and enjoying it. You know, I'm on vacation. But. Um, I hope to see you in October when, if you come to the lake up in Glens Falls region, well, I'm reminding you. Well, listen, if we if we go up, if we go up, and we are looking for something to do, and we hit up, uh, you know, Lake George, or Glen Falls, or something, yep. I will make sure that we do a little art shopping by you. I, I promise you, if that if that <laughs> is in the if it's in the plans, I'll I'll look you up. I know you will. So I'm just reminding. Thanks so much for taking my call. I love you, man. No, it's well, awesome. Well, I'm I'm happy, Bev. Thank that you. I'm happy that you're just uh, you've removed yourself from the normal uh, normal scene, and now you are in some place <laughs> a little bit more exotic. No, I've removed myself from the chaos and the and the clown world for yeah. at least kind of temporarily, sort of. But yes, thank you so much. Well, enjoy <laughs> enjoy it up there. Send my best to the family. Thank you. There is. Uh, 
There's bad. And there's something going on outside with all the fire trucks. If you can hear it, you probably can. All right. Let's see. Is there anything else that I did not miss? That I did not see? Uh, a little bit more over on Foxhole. Says, good evening, Frank. Says, River Pike. Judy the Lady Pug chimes in and Deborah R is hanging out. It's good to see Deborah and Witchy Poo and everybody just really uh, throwing the love there for the, the network on QuiteFrankly.tv. We're about to wrap up over here and then Rabbit Hole Wednesday will kick in. I don't know what is actually happening on that end, but maybe we'll find out soon. Let's take a call. 973, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, what's up, Frankie boy? It's Frankie. What's going on, Frankie? How you been? I'm from Jersey, brother. I'm good. I'm good. I hear Listen, it. I just want to tell you I'm sorry. Because cool. I've been listening to you for like five years, homie. You are probably one of the illest human beings in our country. You oh, take geez. no shit. I'm happy you got that little girl, man. I just want to give you my heart. But I got one problem with the show. Okay. Why did you say, now take off your pants? Why'd you get rid of it? Well, uh, when? You know, in your intermission, quite yeah. frankly, quite frankly, quite frankly, yeah, you went Frank. Now take off your pants. Did the B two movement get you, brother? No, it, it went. I'm trying to think of which. I'm trying to think of the actual. I love clip. it. At the end of your intermission, when everybody starts saying quite frankly, quite yeah. frankly, quite frankly, I'm here with Frank, and he used to say, Hold "Now on. take off your pants," and you guys cut it. I'm I'm tagging I'm tagging Chode, and I'm tagging yep. uh, Abe Chode. right now. I had a problem with him. That's where, it, bro? That was the funniest part of it, bro. Where I is I? I walk around the pier in Port Newark all day long, and I'd say, "Now take off your pants." Well, you got to watch out. You got to watch out where you say that. You guys cut it. Yeah, you, I don't care though. I don't care. You can't but say that everywhere. You're all kidding aside. You're one of the illest brothers out here, Frank. Oh, you. dude. Well, I'm happy for this call, and I hope you call him more often, man. I mean, hell. You know, but that's what I'm apologizing for, bro. I listen. I'm a prick. Listen, my name's Frankie Fawcett from Jersey. I'm going to donate to you. I hit you up on Twitter a lot. Leaky Fawcett. Uh, well, hey. I had a nice back and forth with you on there. Well, but good. I just got booted because I told Hillary Clinton she should be dead for a treason on a firing squad, so I guess, you know, the... They okay. Still got their people so I'll be I'll be on the lookout for Leaky Fawcett too. If you, you just got booted, you have to make a new make a new account. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. I tell my wife all the time: if there's one person I'd like to kick back and smoke down with, it's got to be you, homie. Well, dude, this is a great call, and hopefully we get to cross paths one day whenever I'm on the... Uh, and every, next time I'm in, in Jersey doing a little relaxing, I don't know what the hell that's going to be. Yo, Maybe, yo, like I magnets. Will send you an email with my phone number. Don't threaten me with a good time, bro. You deserve <laughs> it. You work too much, man. Well, thanks, man. Uh, well, listen, call in more often, and I'll be looking out for you on, in the comments on, on Twitter. Save the, save the number, kid. Have a good one, Frankie. Be well. Frankie Fawcett actually shows up on the caller ID when he calls in. So that is, um, that's great. That's a great thing. Because I, you know, as you know, Zoom is very limited in what I can do with this phone book. It showed, Abe, where is the take off your pants portion of the intermission? What am I missing? Bro. I don't even remember. Now take off your pants. I mean, there's the... There, there's Don the Shredder. 
from Chicago who did the Twilight Zone intro for this show. Now take off your pants and jacket. Wait, Lauren is getting in touch with me now. Let's see what she's saying. Oh, no, that's something else. All right, all right. I guess that's it. We had a good time tonight, and it's 8.54, and I'm just going to wrap up here, and away we go. I guess in the meantime, you can email the show, because I am really interested in that topic set forth by Martyr Maid, that there are only three options as we see it going forward. Elect the, um, the actual, the president who wants to actually go and declare war on D.C. And the corruption that is there. And then retreat to safe states and actually try to get that state to be um, a sanctuary for Americanism. Whereas places like New York is a sanctuary for all hell. Hell in all its hounds. And then, of course, forget about the politics. Retreat into a relatively safe corner and just live a quiet life. Well, if you don't have the opportunity to live a quiet life, then you can't do that. So it's really just one, two, or some unforeseen other option. What do you think about that? Give me a email, and maybe we can talk about that tomorrow at some point, before or after Jay Dyer coming on. But uh, much more to do this week. It is still a young... Oh, oh, and one last thing before I go. I wanted to give this plug to our buddy Charlie Robinson, but not just Charlie Robinson. A couple of other friends of ours. World, FreeWorld.FMNYC. This Saturday, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go, because it starts around 6 p.m. Eastern Time in New York. September 9th, 2023, you have Tony Arterburn of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. That is the gold and silver supplier for this show. Quite frankly, .gold. Many of you know Tony. You've set up uh, you know, monthly gold and silver buys and things like that. Wonderful guy. Great guest. Great guy. Uh, Richard Gage formerly of Architects and Engineers and 9-11 Truth. He's 9-11 Unleashed. Don Jeffries, our friend, author, Don Jeffries, Hidden History. I don't know Wayne McRoy here. He's the only one that I don't know. Alchemical Tech Revolution. And then Charlie Robinson of Macroaggressions Podcast. They are all going to be doing this, um, this day in New York City. And just today I heard from Charlie Robinson that it is free admission now. As far as the ticket situation goes, if you are in driving distance of New York City and you want to go hang out with these guys, great speakers. You've seen almost everybody except Richard Gage and uh, Wayne McRoy on this show before um, multiple times, obviously. All the time we spent with Don Jeffries and and, uh, Charlie and, and, and Tony in the last couple of years. But you can get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Eventbrite.com. That's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com. And search for Free World NYC. I was just told today there is zero admission cost. So if you want to get together and have a um, a pre-9-11 seminar with some really uh, awesome guys, you uh, go check that out. And it, I don't know when that all wraps up for them. Like I said, 6 p.m. on a Saturday is going to be a little bit tricky for me. But if they wrap up early, I told Charlie, if you guys wrap up early, any time before 9 p.m., 
and there's not some kind of like a rap party afterwards or it's like catered, you're going out for drinks and you got nothing to do, come up to Westchester and at least bring Don Jeffries and Tony along for the ride and have them sit in this, uh, I'll, I'll do a Saturday night broadcast with them. That would be great. Pack a hookah. I'd pack a hookah with Don Jeffries. You ever smoke with Don Jeffries? It was fucking nuts. Guy's insane. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's not like that. But um, anyway, that's that. Just letting you all know um, that's going on this weekend. It's uh, it's all available to you. All right, that's it. I will see you guys on Quite Frankly TV. We have that all kicking off uh, in just a, a few minutes. So. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, and thank you for everything. One more pass through. Make sure I did not lose anything. Spud Hill, thanks again for your wonderful rumble rant. Thank you to everybody on, quite frankly, superchat.com and beyond. We will see you tomorrow. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film of our live studio audience and now our super chatters. Starting with Jay Brits, Dooku Dan, Jay Brits again, Stostube, and Jay Brits. Wait, is this, right, is this the right day? Are you sure? Can't. It's just, okay, well, I guess it is. Uh, thank you to Spud Hill and not to forget Salion. And all my wonderful friends on Foxhole. Don't go anywhere over there. Because we are unleashing the scratching right now. And then the nighttime episodes extension begins. See you tomorrow. You're a kitty cat? You're a ton. Hello. I'm a kitty cat as well. <laughs>